counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, welcome aboard. It's great to have you along. And you've actually come and joined me at a brilliant time because today I've got guests. I've not got one guest. I've got two guests. First time ever have had more than one guest. So today we've got Martin Hunt back and Lindsay Cambridge, who are co-authors of a book called Content Fortress. And it's all about growing your business using blogging. I've had it for a while. I recommend it to lots of people. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. Now, I have to say, I've been a blogger for years, but I've picked up some absolute gems from this call. So if you've all, if you already blog or if you're thinking about starting, this is definitely for you because we talk about some great stuff. So we look at, you know, what should you focus on when you just get started blogging? You know, out of all the subjects that there are, how do you actually get started? We have a look at what sort of content won't work for you. We have a look at how blogging regular helpful content is going to help to get you seen on Google and it's going to help you if you feel a bit anxious about being visible as well and also how blogging is going to elevate you in a crowded market. So how cool is that? So here's some info about Martin and Lindsay. They're authors, like I say, authors of the best-selling book Content Fortress, and they're also directors of a company called Jammy Digital, which is an award-winning agency that helps entrepreneurs to get more sales from their websites. While running their web design agency, Martin and Lindsay discovered how to use content to get more leads and more sales. But having experienced just how difficult it is to balance a business and a family life, Martin and Lindsay learned how to use content to attract higher playing clients, so better clients who were more eager to work with them. And they now dedicate the time to help other business owners to do the same. So let's go and meet them. Martin, Lindsay, it's absolutely wonderful to have you here. I'm so pleased. It's, it's the first time I've actually had two people on here as guests together. So this is this is a first. So it's absolutely fantastic to speak to you both. Now, I know you don't really know me very well, but I've been, I've sort of seen you around a lot over the last cracky a long time I mean you used to have a Facebook page where you used to help uh, sorry a Facebook group where you used to help people with their website and give people website reviews which was fantastic just goes to prove giving away things like that for free really help but you've come onto my radar even more recently because of the content fortress book that you've written which I absolutely love and I've recommended it to lots of people so <laughs> so this is why it's so fantastic to have you here so before I keep talking about that I wonder if you could tell me a little bit more about the book and I suppose I'm interested in content fortress what did you what made you call it that yeah so it was a really interesting one actually because we have run various agencies over the past few years or 10 years mm. and we've worked with clients very closely and I'm sure you know uh, a lot of the listeners will understand that there are some clients that are great and there are some clients that are more difficult and there are some clients who are difficult in general <laughs> and uh, and we wanted to kind of 
explore why what makes certain clients better than others and is it something that we're doing is it something that they're they're doing is it just people are different so we really wanted to kind of explore the the journey that a client goes on when they buy from someone you know because early on we had you know lots of conversations we had a thin website we didn't produce content our website was just an online business card and we we got treated like by our via our price so how much do you charge Are these people charge this amount how do you compare there was nothing to make us special make us different and we just worked out that as the years went on the more content that we produce the more yes traffic leads and sales you get but the more high quality clients that you get so that's kind of like a really fast start from how we got from we were in a pretty difficult position with clients and different situations and lots of projects and we we're feeling very stressed so we just kind of kept pushing this content and what else can we say what else can we do how can we distribute content in a way that allows us to say if you come into our radar and you think about wanting to work with us are we providing the tools and the resources for you to understand who we are why we're different why we charge what we do and why we're different from everyone else and that's kind of the content fortress really you create kind of a, a cushion of content between that uh lurker you know that person who's potentially wanting to hire someone and then how you can be perceived differently in their eyes and that's what content can do that's what we just found so you know we we realized that, that content was going to drive more traffic leads and sales but the more content we produce and we call that a content fortress the more protected you are from the clients who you don't necessarily want to attract. Mm. I mean, it's such a good point, isn't it? Because I think especially when you're new into business, you kind of just want to welcome everybody. And it's like, hey, guys, I'm here. You want everybody to come. But that's okay to start with. But after a while, you realise that there's a real downside to that. Like you say, you get the people that are that aren't such a good fit and therefore the work that you do with them, you don't get the good results, which then makes you feel really demoralised, I guess. Mm. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's, it's just about setting expectations. Sometimes people aren't, you know, it's not that they're kind of bad people or, you know, they're difficult mm. by nature. It's just the fact that maybe you haven't set those expectations to begin with, you know, and, you know, for our clients and, and you know, for your listeners' clients as well, it might be that they have to do some work, you know, on, on themselves and, uh, you know, and same with our clients, even though they're web design clients, completely different industry. You know, it's about setting those expectations and saying, you know what, this is what we have to do, but also you have to do things as well. And this is what you have to do in order to, to make this a success and it's just about doing things like that really and 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 basically communicating through content mm. so you know for a lot of business owners communication and and perhaps having those harder more difficult conversations with clients or potential clients so when they haven't kind of signed up yet or giving you the money yet it's, it's difficult to kind of start putting in boundaries and things like that so your content kind of acts as your voice really for you it, it does it for you it's that like kind of you know good friend in the corner that's got you back mm. so you don't actually have to say it yourself you know you can send people this content and they can read it and that that content kind of acts for you as your protector uh, essentially but it's also a benefit to your to your client as well because they have more of an understanding of how you work and what's expected of them and uh, and more of understanding you know maybe how much you charge or your process and all those kind of things and that's only a, a real benefit for them to know as well mm. and I always think it's a great thing because it helps people to connect with you and especially as therapists you know that connection is important if they start feeling a sense of you 
through what you write before they come. Yeah. And that's sort of a, a hurdle that's then been been jumped for the for the client and for and yeah. for the therapist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really true, actually. I think we'll get so much more of a sense of who someone is and whether they align with you know, what you want. So particularly with therapy, I imagine obviously looking for someone, you're not just looking for someone who does CBT or, or does whatever it might be. It's actually, does this person, is this person someone that I could get along with, that I could, you know, share very intimate details with if that if that's the kind of therapy you're in? Or, you know, is, is this someone that I could work with? Because obviously they need a lot of trust there. And so, yes, producing that kind of content will definitely help. That's a really good point. Mm. I know, I know there are a lot of counsellors out there that want to um, that want to start blogging, but they get, I suppose it's taking that first step, isn't it? I mean, is there a good first step to take? Yeah, I think you can definitely think about, you see, this is where it gets, sometimes people go down the rabbit hole when it comes to content and blogging because there's so much information out there. We always found that the best place to start is the common questions that you get asked before someone works with you. So you could go out and you could try and rank first on Google for like the most popular search terms. But the reality is if you're just starting out, the best thing that you could do is just communicate more based on the answers that you give on a day-to-day -day basis. So for instance, one of the questions we used to get, well, categorically asked every single time was how much does it cost yeah. to work with us? You and anyone listening to this podcast has probably been asked that five times this week. So that's a great question to answer. Even if you don't give people a specific price, obviously you you probably would. But these questions that people asked us, for instance, another question when we were building websites and writing content, it would be, why am I not ranking on Google? That was another question that people said, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but I'm not ranking on Google. So then we cre we created an article and some content around that. And every single question that you get asked should go ideally in a little notebook next to your computer, next to your phone. You can just keep an eye on the questions that people are constantly mm. asking because those are the kind of pieces of content that may not drive a lot of traffic, but they do allow you to create content that you can send to people, yeah. that you display on your website. You know people are asking these questions anyway. There's no reason not to publish it yeah. so that everyone can access it. And if if someone if you are getting asked these questions, it's likely that someone is typing them into into Google as well. And um, you know, for example, can you go through the NHS to visit you? You know, you as a therapist or something like that. You know, it's answering that that kind of question that you possibly answer kind of all the time. That's just an example. Obviously, uh, you'll you'll know yourselves, but answering those kind of questions just in an in-depth article that's just really helpful for someone mm -hmm. uh, is incredibly powerful because then you're capturing you know that website traffic from people searching for that and potentially getting new clients from it as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a lot of the people out there who are listening to this that actually take these steps and actually start creating content even if the articles and this is something we've realized is that even if the articles aren't the most searched for and keyword research tools don't come up with much data about these particular questions that people are asking we've just found that the more content that you produce and the more committed you are the more rewarded you get with google you know we create content for our clients all the time some of them we focus on a keyword some of them we focus on delivering better value like the kind of questions that we're talking about now but overall traffic goes up leads go up rankings go up so even if you make a conscious effort to say i'm just going to be the best resource online for anyone who's in my demographic anyone is in a geographical location 
anyone who wants wants to search for questions about working with a therapist or a counselor and they're in a in a local area you know google are going to look at you versus the competitors or other people offering the same service and they're going to be like well this person's putting a lot of effort and they've got 50 pages indexed in google whereas you got three you know an about page a home page and a contact page like who is going all out on delivering better value and answering customer questions so it does pay off in just so many different ways mm-hmm. and how professional is it that if, if somebody contacts you and says asks any question if you say fantastic question i've written a blog all about this and you've got there a, a wonderful blog that goes through you know whatever that question is with a full answer i mean how how much more professional does that look yeah, yeah it's definitely. very empowering as a business owner isn't yeah it's, that it's really exciting that i always get asset. giddy <laughs> 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 like, i've got this as a blog post yeah. it's like here's what i made earlier type thing. it's really good so yeah i always enjoy that and obviously it saves you time as a business owner and generally what you'll write in a blog post will be a lot more thorough and in-depth than you would mm-hmm. write in a quick email to someone so yeah, it, it, yeah it's it, it works on so many different yeah. It shows a real understanding that you have over them and their needs, doesn't it, really? Yeah. 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 So um, we also like to loop in various ways that you can use this content in order to make the, the conversation easier. So, for instance, if someone says, I'm interested in working with you, what's the next steps? You know, for a lot of people, it'll be like, oh, I've got that email I need to reply to. I've got to figure out how to, you know, like, here's the next mm-hmm. steps. I'm going to send them this. What do I do? And having a structure for that when you have content is so much easier. Yeah. So what we used to do is whenever anybody got in touch with us, we'd say, fantastic. You want to book a call with us? Before you book a call with us, here are three pieces of content that you can read that will answer probably a majority of the questions. Let us know when you've had a chance to look at it, if you've got any questions, and we'll get the call booked. Every single inquiry was helpful, polite. They would have something to read and consume if they wanted to. They could also book the call. And every single person that got in touch, you know, you'll change a few bits and pieces depending on what that person said. But a lot of the times, some people will just want a local therapist, want a local counsellor, and they'll just want to speak to someone fast. Some of those people might not be right for you, which is why we always recommend that if someone gets in touch with you, have a couple of resources like an article like a pdf it doesn't have to just be blog content it's just we just focused on that as a as a business kind of uh, asset that helps drive traffic but if that's a pdf for the short term it's still going to make your life a lot easier if you have that written down mm-hmm. in a document or on a, on, a, on a web page or on a blog post it's just going to make things so much easier and quicker and you can get on with doing your job rather than just constantly replying to emails mm-hmm. uh, you, you know unique emails based on everything anybody says yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think as well, things like, you know, what what happens during the first session, that would probably be some my probably my first one of my first questions when I'm coming to approach a, a therapist or a counsellor, because that can be incredibly nerve-wracking for obviously someone potentially not knowing what's going to be discussed, what's and what they need from, you know, what they need to do, you know, and actually having that that article to hand before someone comes to your to your to your session for the first session just to tell them what what you know what actually is going to happen and make them feel at ease you know things like that can can increase you know making sure people actually come to it and feel comfortable you know to turn up in the in the first place and just provide that that feeling of you know comfort and a bit more empathy and and confidence you know for that person going in for the first time that can be very very potentially very nerve-wracking anyway yeah 
So do you think expanding on your FAQs from like your FAQ page would be a good place to start? Yeah, I think the FAQs that we see on a lot of websites, sometimes they can make you, you know, roll your eyes. Like how many people, like like how many awards have you won? Like that, <laughs> that, that, that you on some websites. No one's asking that. I think, <laughs> I think you've got to be realistic in the sense that if it's on your FAQ and if people are asking you week in, week out, yes, absolutely, put it on your FAQ. Every single one of those questions could be an article. So if you think you've got five or 10 views on your homepage, every single one of them, it might just be, you know, where are you located? And you could actually create an article that targets a specific location. You know, if you're in, you know, Manchester, you could just put, we're based in Manchester around these parts or this postcode. But actually, if you convert that into a more in-depth article and you talk about the different locations within Manchester or the different locations yeah, they have a town. Yeah, counselors or therapists in Manchester. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you could do that. You mm-hmm. could talk about the different areas. You could talk about how far it takes for you to get. So you could really, really explore that. And not just one article, you could create, like Lindsay mentioned, talk about other therapists. Talk about if you're in this area, maybe we're not right for you. Maybe you don't travel. If you don't travel, here's who to look for. If you've got a car and you want to go further afield, there's just. There's so many ways to take that one FAQ question mm-hmm. and explore so many other articles. And that's where, you know, later down the line, keyword research might come in and you can explore sort of specifically what you want to rank for. Yeah. But overall, yes, every single FAQ question, mm-hmm. as long as it's asked on a regular basis, yeah. can be explored yeah. and can be fleshed out into at least one article. And if you do that with five or 10 questions, you've already probably got more content than your local competition. Mm, absolutely. What would you say, though, to somebody who says, well, why would I write about my competitors? Yeah, it's a a good question. It it feels very strange to write about your competitors. I remember the first time, it was about six or seven years ago now, Martin said to me, I'm going to write an article called The Best Web Design Agencies in Manchester and I'm not going to feature ourselves. And I was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Sounds really strange. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. It was only, and this is a true story, about two weeks afterwards, someone rang us and said, I read your article about the best web design agencies in Manchester and I just assumed that you know, because you've evaluated them, that you're actually, you know, probably the, the best anyway, because you've actually come and, and evaluated other website agencies and how good they are. So, uh, they, and they went and hired us and I was amazed. But I think... It just increased our authority. It does. It increases your authority. And, and we were unbiased in it. It mm-hmm. was very much like this company has been around this long. They've yeah. got this many reviews. They focus more on e-commerce. And obviously within the uh, within you know the therapy industry, there's plenty of different specialisms mm-hmm. that you could talk about that you don't do. Mm-hmm. Not only is it good for for you to get that traffic to your website by producing that content, it's also good to help out other people in your industry who don't do what you do anyway. Mm-hmm. And then if they ever come across someone who does a particular type of therapy, they might send them over to you. So. Again, it's just very, very yeah. helpful, isn't it? If you think about the amount of times you put into into Google, you know, dentist near me, or you know, that it could be therapist in whatever whatever place you are, a lot of people search for those terms. So, uh, you know, from a from a completely you know just kind of data point of view, you're going to capture that that website traffic more than someone else who isn't going to write that. If you said the you know the best therapists or counselors in in Manchester, for example, but also yes, it does it does show incredible confidence, and it also is just very very good customer service. Yes, you might have people land on your website, and they might go to your competitors, but the likelihood is you'll have more people that land on your website and come to you and some that go to your competitors and that's fine. But if you hadn't written the article in the first place, you wouldn't have had any. Mm. So 
it doesn't really matter. And it's nice to actually build, I mean, we say competitors, but it's nice to actually build relationships with others. You know, you, you, you kind of, can kind of go up to another therapist and say, you know, I've, I've, I've featured you in this this article and they might share it. They might refer clients onto you if they're kind of getting fully booked because you've, you've done this for them. It's not, sometimes it's, you know, not as, we can all kind of work together. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I really, uh, there's a great saying, isn't there? A rising tide lifts all boats. And I, I think love that, that if we're, yeah. So if we're all working together, we're all wanting to do the same thing. Yeah. But we are all different. So, you know, you might have one client that works a certain way and another client works a different way that yeah. suits, you know, suits different clients. So it's just, I mean, I kind of use that. I could say to people with them, um, content marketing, it's all about helping, not selling. The more you just, if you just go out there and you just do what you can to help, mm-hmm. then you, you don't have to be constantly selling yourself because that's doing the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think it, we push it very far and we test boundaries with this. But ultimately, I just think, you know, eventually if you just keep helping and you keep... A lot of people are nervous about selling. And and generally that's for two reasons. Either they are generally quite scared of selling because they just feel a bit icky and they don't want to sell. But other times it's because they've not delivered enough value first. So I've always been in in sales ever since I was 18. I've always loved people and I've always really kind of wanted to sit down and explore what it is that they... And it always felt really nervous for me whenever I hadn't delivered enough value first and then you went into the sale. And it just felt my kind of the person I am, it's just much better for me to just sit and listen and understand what it is that people want help with and then say, okay, here's the solution. You know, it's a lot like a, a doctor prescribing something without asking questions. It would never yeah. happen. And I think whatever it is that you do, every single person's different and you have to explore them. You have to learn more about them. It just so happens from having so many conversations that you get to know these common questions and you get to see certain trends and certain patterns. And that's what really expands the content library on your website is that the more conversations, the more that you give and help and advise, the more, you know, in your mind, you know that you've got these questions coming up and the yeah. more prompts you've got for content. So yeah. we're never going to run out of content ideas unless you stop speaking to people. Yeah. The more conversations you have, the more learning that you do about the people in front of you, the more yeah. content you create to assist them. So, yeah. I think as well, something that is, I think something that as therapists, we maybe don't do as well as we could do is to repurpose our blog post because we don't write a blog and it sits on your website getting dusty. You can have that working hard for you for like ever, can't you? Over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Normally out of one blog post, I can get kind of eight LinkedIn posts from it. I think mostly what I've posted on LinkedIn for the last two weeks has just come from one blog post. Very wow. lovely. But yes, yeah, the idea is, is that, and I think a lot of people favor social media over, say, blogging or doing YouTube or podcasting because social media, obviously, is instant. It's there. You, you, you get likes, you get comments maybe straight away. So it feels like you're having more of a conversation. But the thing about video or podcast or blog is that it it delivers organic traffic so with a podcast obviously you you get listeners organically or youtube people are searching for videos or with your blog people are searching on google and they'll find you that way so you get natural organic traffic with social media it's a lot more difficult so you have to get people to to follow you people aren't on social media searching for your thing 
So when you post on on social media, you might be posting and, and getting in front of people that don't really need to know the answer to your question. Whereas when obviously someone's searching on Google, you know, what is a cognitive behavioral therapist or cognitive behavioral therapist near me? They are after the thing that, you know, you, you get right in front of the right people. Um, yeah. So, but so, so it's good to have a, a mix of both, really. But if you start with that one base content, which is your blog or your podcast or your video, and then you can repurpose that easily onto social media. Like I said, I get I get quite a few posts out of one blog post, eight eight LinkedIn posts or eight Facebook posts out of a, a blog post, and that means then that you know you've saved a lot of time on social media as well. You're not kind of stuck in front of Facebook going, what should I post about today? You know, you've already got that that content there that you can kind of, what I do is, say if you've got eight points in a blog post, you know, I'll take each individual point and create it into a Facebook post. It's, it's quite easy to do. And once you get the knack of it, it, it becomes kind of second nature that. But it means you're not doubling up on, on doing the work as well, which and is always really nice. And you can't do that with every single article. No. But when we're creating content now for ourselves and our mm. clients, we try to imagine what that would look like. Yeah. So if you've got a piece of content and you've got an idea you want to create, we think about how stretchable is it? How much can we stretch this? Could mm-hmm. that make its own thing? Could that make its own thing? Yeah. And when we create content, you can actually start to see a pattern. And when Lindsay creates it, she's like, that would definitely make, you know, subconsciously, yeah. That would make a great LinkedIn post that by itself. I know, well, no, as I'm writing it, I'll then copy it out and put it. I've got a document for LinkedIn. I'll just put it in there and I just, yeah, so it makes it, it makes thing. it a hundred times easier. Yeah, so it's not so much an afterthought because yeah. that's where it gets tricky. If you, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It does. And I think the the reality is, is that you might have to start creating five or 10 articles, mm. 15 or 20. Start to get to know that first. Mm. Focus on creating content that people are going to find on Google, that people are going to search for. And uh, and then the repurposing can come later. Don't yeah. try and do everything at the same time because that's when it could be overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. You know? So yeah. focus on creating a library of content that imagine that someone in three months time, six months time is going to come to your business and say, okay, I'm going to take everything that you've got on your website and I'm going to repurpose it all for social media. But first you have to create that content first. Otherwise that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That person is just you saving yourself time <laughs> in six months into the future. <laughs> you. um, you've already put in the hard work. All you're doing there is just being efficient by taking that content. Uh, but you need the content first. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So what sort of content doesn't work well for for people, for therapists, would you say? I would say, and we've, we've worked with a few therapists before, and they, I think the biggest mistake that we see them make is to produce quite thin content that doesn't really rank well on Google and doesn't bring in website traffic. So let's say it's five benefits of cognitive behavioral therapy, that as an article. In terms of the competition out there for that kind of keyword benefits of cognitive behavioral therapy, there will be a lot. There'll be a lot of people writing about that. And plus, are their audience, you know, if particularly if they're in a local area and they're attracting a local audience, are they are they searching for that? Or are they, you know, are they searching for, you know, cognitive behavioral therapists near them? It's kind of it's it's creating that content that's very easy, it's top of mind, you know, that we see people do. And it's usually quite thin and you know, you see in five tips, ten, seven ways or whatever mm. it might be. And yes, generally it's just too competitive. It's not in depth enough. Yeah it doesn't perform well on on search engines yes so if somebody's just getting started blogging maybe they could start by writing those things just to start just to get started but yeah. i guess you could always go back into it and 
oh, well, could you? Could you go back into it and expand it after you've been, get a bit more experience or something? Absolutely, you can go back in and expand. It's not that those those articles are, are bad in any way. It's that we found that they don't perform as well. Yeah, and it's it's a case of when we when we create any content for any for our clients or for ourselves, we'll first google what we want to create so it's say how to create the best website something like that if i if i googled that you know i would look at what our competition has done and generally if our competition are you know really high-end like a kind of hub spot or other things like that which are companies that are, are really big and produce a lot of content you know and they're producing really in-depth content that gives me an idea that it might be quite competitive and and that's always is quite good for you for you to do you know so if you're thinking about writing an article just actually google it first yourself to see what's already out there and if you see kind of big magazines or news outlets also writing about the same thing and news outlets and, and things that are generally produce quite a lot of thin content but they can rank highly for it so that means that you're competing with them which is quite is quite difficult so it's not that i'm saying that you shouldn't write that you sh- you, you certainly can and it's a good way to to get into writing and practice and get your thoughts across but just be wary of what already out there and just aim to make it the best content that you can and if it's better than what's already out there then then that's a that's a good thing yeah and i think a lot of the people when it comes to writing content and getting traffic they think about very top of the funnel as in like really just trying to engage people in the idea of what it is that you do and it's something that you know we've been speaking a lot about recently which is if you start with bottom of the funnel which means that people are then most convinced that they want to work with someone and it works even better for therapy and counseling because a lot of the time it is location specific if you focus on the questions that we spoke about at the start of this one how much does it cost what happens in my first session what will be the how long will we have to work together How much is this going to cost in order to solve it? If you create content like that, which is very much, you know, closer to people making a buying decision and you start getting results, you start using that, you can then move back into the broader, more competitive things. Because at that point, hopefully Google will have picked you up. They'll realize that you're on this content kind of adventure one thing that we've realized even from working with some big clients is when we're producing content and it's quite sporadic and quite thin and not even quite thin even if it's quite in depth and quite you know uh, really helpful if there's not enough content produced sometimes google question how committed you actually are so that's kind of like from us monitoring so many different clients we're like well if that content is really, really good, and that content's really, really good, why is that content performing better? Mm. And sometimes it's, yes, it's in-depth, but sometimes it's more. And if you can just kind of keep ticking along and keep publishing these questions and keep your head down, it genuinely is the best way to do it. Mm. So kind of think about the questions that people ask you on a regular basis, and you can do it a few times, maybe two or three a month to begin with, and just keep ticking along, Google will start to pick that up. Yeah. And then it can lead into loads of other things. And you said something really good then. You said about Thank you. Convincing, <laughs> <laughs> convincing people at the top of the funnel because there's there's a reason why I don't create content that's like why you should blog or the benefits of blogging. Because there are lots of people that don't don't like blogging or think that it's old school or think that it hasn't been a thing since like 2004 and there's no point in doing it. But there's no point me trying to take someone from there's the you know blogging is is a load of rubbish you know that that opinion too 
becoming a client of ours is <laughs> going to be extremely difficult. So if you're saying, you know, you're writing an article about side benefits of therapy, where you're trying to convince people about the benefits of therapy, is it not better to speak to someone who's already sold on the idea of therapy? And that's the kind of thing where you're trying to trying to get someone at the right the right point. And like Martin said, once you've started creating content and you you started speaking to those people that perhaps have sold on the idea of therapy and, and creating content for them, then you can go a bit broader and, and say, okay, how can I start to capture people that may be unsure about it or have, you know, a few uh, myths about it that aren't right. How can I, how can I help those people? But it's always, I think you get more results from talking to the people that are already sold on your, on your option and yeah. rather than trying to convince people that your option is, is viable to begin with. And it's that kind of content that links into Content Fortress, which mm-hmm. is what we initially spoke about, which yeah. is the most valuable when converting somebody from inquiry to sale. Yeah. So it does work when you focus on yeah. that what Lindsay just said, which was amazing, by the way. We're having a right love affair, <laughs> start with. We're going to have some Well, I think that's the kind of content that I know we've spoken a little bit about traffic and, and rankings and things like that, but that's why we created the book, because that's the kind of content that's at the bottom yeah. of the funnel yeah. that really, really does help people understand why you're different and yeah. the fact that you're even publishing it shows how committed and how much you care yeah. as a therapist about the results that your your clients get and it's you producing the content that is that has a purpose and the purpose is helping people helping them them to choose you yeah. rather than just randomly choosing a topic they may or may not be interested in and yeah. trying to just turn that into something yeah so it's being more strategic in right okay how can i use the content that I write to help people to make that buying decision. We don't like to talk about buying decisions as therapists because we like to, you know, it's different, but that is ultimately the choice. We are offering a paid service and it's a, you know, it's a considered purchase, you know, it's not the cheapest of service. So people want to know that they're getting, and also people want to know that they're getting the best therapist because it's important, isn't it? Because you're entrusting your, your, your story and your mental health with someone So if you could be really strategic in the stuff that you write Mm -hmm. that helps them to go through that little process themselves and decide that I could could see me sitting with this person and sharing my stuff. And that's kind of the point of blogging. It's not, for me, it's lovely just writing fluffy blogs, isn't it? Of just like, you know, three ways to self-care, you know. Yeah. But that's not necessarily going to move the needle on your practice and get the people you know, making contact with you, interested mm-hmm. in coming to you for therapy. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's completely, completely true. We agree with it, all of that. And I think it is just about being helpful. And it was really interesting when then when you said, you know, you kind of avoid the, the you know, talking about making the right buying decision. I suppose it's not the right buying decision, but tr- just making the right choice of therapist, yes. if you yeah. kind of think about it like, like mm-hmm. that. And that's all you're helping someone do. And that to me, you know, for anyone looking for therapy, that would be just invaluable. It'd be so helpful if someone created content around that. And okay, so if you're if you're this, you know, maybe this kind of person, if you're for this kind of approach, this is the kind of therapist that might suit you. Now that would be unbelievably helpful, and I think yeah, so valuable to someone. And so if you think of it kind of that way, rather than kind of selling or making someone make a buying decision, mm-hmm. think about it. Just helping someone choose the right therapist. That's I guess, That's a good way of looking at it. I also think that, you know, when it comes to something like therapy, 
people make a more emotional decision that they would if they were to work out what bank, you know, to use or what bank to switch to. So that emotional situation leads to an emotional decision or vice versa. And the reason that blogging can really, really help assist you attract people who are emotionally aligned with you is because when they're reading a piece of content, it could be a very, very kind of like, how much do you charge or what happens in our first session? And it could be quite, you know, matter of fact and quite one to 10, here are the points that we cover. The more that people consume, the more comfortable that they are, that they can recognize your voice when they turn up for their first session, they know who you are. You'll have people saying, I feel like I know you because I've read two, three, four, five, ten different pieces of content, and I am like completely sold on you. And even if you charge £10 more an hour than somebody else down the road, you've proven that people will make more of a decision when it's an emotional connection. You can use words are so powerful, you know, if they can convince someone to buy something online that they've never heard of before and they see an ad and they buy it, then words can help convince people that you're right for them using language, using the terminology that you know and you use with your clients, just going to make someone feel completely at ease when they sit in front of you. I don't know the the numbers of how many people turn up for one session and then never come back or turn up for five sessions and never come back. But I would imagine that the more that you can let someone into your your yourself, your practice, your world before they turn up, that the 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 chances of Retaining that relationship and and working with someone from years to come would probably, you know, completely go through the roof because they already know who you are. They've already fallen in love with you in a sense. That's what we we hear a lot. It's like people know we know who you are. We love your brand. We love your business. We love your content. If you can get to that point, you won't ever have to sell anyway. Mm. And I know it's a concern. People don't want to feel like they're selling. That will solve that problem. Yeah. And uh, we we always talk about content being perfect for introverts. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't want them selling it for you without actually selling. For introverts, definitely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of counselors are introverts. Not all, obviously, but I think there are a lot that are introverts. And I think, I mean, I'm a massive introvert. And obviously, we're in a blo- on a podcast at the moment, but I've started uh, blogging again because I just, I really, really love it. And it's a way for me to let my personality come out. Yeah. I can be quite fun in it. You know, you can share things like GIFs and images and you can let a part of your personality come out. And I, I just love that creativity. And yeah. yeah, I love blogging. It's really, yeah. it's really I'm, cool. I'm exactly the same. So I think people are quite surprised when they meet me because I'm quite reserved. But then on, on social media, on social media or in my blogs, I'm completely different. And they're like, oh, that's weird. But I think, yeah, some people, you know, I'm quite introverted. And through writing, I get to be more creative or funny, like you said, you know, and it gives people an, an idea of who you are. They might not see if they're, you know, on like a zoom call or you know if they rang you up on the on the phone i, I think i sound like a robot on the phone so <laughs> it's a good way i think of yeah getting a, your personality across if you're if you maybe struggle with that in 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 kind of face face situations definitely yeah. so it ticks for me it ticks a lot blogging ticks a lot of boxes i think the thing about blogging is that if you're on if you're a bit anxious about being visible you know, you don't have to be so visible when you're blogging. Mm-hmm. You can get that no like, and trust factor. You can help people and help them and help them and help them. So you then become the obvious choice. What have I missed? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Martin said something before about, you know, perhaps people turn up for three sessions or five sessions and then, you know, maybe they drop off or maybe they're not sticking to what they need to stick to. And another thing that, that 
content can do is if, if you need your your client to do something at home and I'm, I'm not sure what that might be but some sort of exercises some sort of mental exercise and things like that if you create content around those kind of things so it's kind of like the teaching content that's yeah. where it can come in very very helpful because you can get obviously website traffic from from that and people searching around that kind of stuff but you can also send it to your current clients it's a very, very different example, but when we did websites yeah, a, a, a long time ago now, when we designed websites, our clients would always say, how do I write an about page? How do I write? So we did an article and our article was just aimed at our clients because yeah. <laughs> we were tired yeah. of them asking us. And we're like, okay, we'll write an article about how to write an about page. And we sent it to all our clients. And incidentally, it, it got uh, some traffic and rankings from Google, which is always really nice as well. But that's another way that content can help. It can actually, you know, help retain clients and help them, you know, do the things that they need to do maybe in their own time, you know, and you can kind of teach that. So it's kind of a, using the content in clever ways, really, where you can help both your clients and, you know, get yeah. use it for marketing purposes yeah. as well. Yeah. So you could write a blog about journaling, for example. Yeah. And if, if one of your clients, if you recommend it to your clients, you can say, go and check this out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It tells you exactly how to do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, how powerful would it be if you were sat with somebody and they said, I've never journaled before. I don't know how to do it. And you try to tell them within the one hour block uh, versus you actually say, you know what? That's a great question. I'm going to write a blog post on that and I'm going to send it to you before the next session. You've helped that person. They're going to be like, oh my, wow. Like, that's fantastic service reality is is that everybody else wants to know that question as well you can just use the questions that people give you and you can use the direction that you give in order to give it to everybody as well uh, as opposed to just one person even like recommended books you know the, the you know as a therapist what are my top 10 you know mm-hmm. books on self-improvement or things like that. it could be anything you know that you can send to your current clients and you can send you know that people would find useful even if they're not your client yet you know you can think about all those kind of things definitely that's fantastic I mean I've got a, a blog about books every counselling private practice should read I can't remember what I called it so I've listed all the blog books including mine obviously and that rank that on my website that always is up there ranking always 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 and it's just the easiest thing to do because the, the books you already know they're already books yeah. that you'd recommend to somebody how easy is that to do Exactly. Mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of therapists are bookworms as well. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, right. Well, look, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed that. I've got some real tips there from you that I'm going to be jotting down after you've gone and I'll write them down and put them into action immediately. So what's the best way for people to find you? Where, where would they find you? So you can head over to jammydigital.com. That's our main website. That's where we are. We're on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. I'm on yeah. Twitter. So whatever you prefer, feel free to just type in our names. We do actually have a, a business blogging quiz on our website as well. So if you are blogging and you're not quite sure, you know, what to, how well it's going, feel free to reach out to us and we'll send you a link to that if you can't find it. But you're able to actually, you know, answer a couple of questions and it'll tell you your score and it'll give you some hints and tips. So it's more personalized, uh, which I think a lot of people are finding really helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll put some links around this so if you're listening to this I will put some links around so you'll be able to just click on those and if you haven't checked out Martin and Lindsay's blog it's fantastic it's really good so if you want to get some tips you can have a look at their blog it'll give you tips but you'll also see what they do and so you'll see you know the examples of what it looks like in practice which is fantastic and obviously I'll link to the book as well 
Thank you so much for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I know that my listeners will have got loads out of talking to us. So thank you so much for giving your time to us. No, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. See, I told you they were amazing. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And if you did, get yourself on social media, go and connect with them and tell them that you heard this podcast. I know they'd love it if you went and said hi. And I'll put, put a link around this recording somewhere. But that's not all. If you're a Grow Your Private Practice member, we have Martin and Lindsay coming to run a guest expert mastermind in the Grow Your Private Practice membership in September. So grab your diary and save the dates. It's 11.30am UK time on the 21st of September. And it's going to be called How Therapists Can Use Blogging to Attract More Local Clients Who Are Happier to Pay a Higher Fee. So I think that this call will be useful for anyone, but especially if you see clients face-to-face and you want to attract people people locally. So if you're not a member yet, now would be the perfect time to join because we have a full lineup of events for you in September to get you motivated and to get you inspired, all ready for the new season coming up. So to kick off, we've got the five-day Make Space for Success Challenge, which is all about, like I say, getting motivated and just really getting fired up for the last four months of 2022. It's got prizes, it's got guest experts, and it's going to be fun. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, if you feel a little bit like you've lost your mojo, if the weight of your practice is kind of bogging you down a little bit, come along and you'll enjoy this. I know you will. But not only have we got that, we also have the regular Pick My Brain call. And this is where I help you to get rid of any marketing niggles that you might have. So check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk and come and join us. And let's make the last four months of 2022 count. And of course, there are many blogging resources available to you in the membership, including the course Blogging with Confidence. Okay, well, look, I've had a ball today. I've really enjoyed it. And remember, I'll share all Martin and Lindsay's details somewhere around this recording. Blogging really is an amazing tool. It's going to be great to connect with other people. It's going to be great to connect with clients. It's going to be great to help potential clients. It doesn't have to be perfect. So the best thing really is to just get started writing because the more writing that you do, the better that you're going to become. Have an absolutely fantastic week and I look forward to speaking again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.